Barbara, and welcome to another episode of Geek Briefs. I do want to put a disclaimer up front. I've been battling a wee bit of a cold, so I apologize in advance if there are any voice issues on the podcast. Now that that disclaimer's out of the way, let's get things started. I want to talk about a book I was fortunate enough to read via First Reads Giveaway, ran through goodreads.com. By the way, if you are an avid reader, I highly recommend checking out the Goodreads community. You can check out uh, community reviews, see what other friends are reading, and get a chance to enter into First Reads giveaways, which put you in the running for free copies of books to review. I've been fortunate enough to review two books, one for DC Comics and this one, which is called The Devil's Panties by Jenny Breeden. And before you guys ask, no, it's not satanic porn. This is a collection from Jenny Breeden's webcomic series, which you can find at thedevilspanties.com. Here's the dust cover synopsis. Running the register at a comic shop, waiting tables at a restaurant. This wasn't quite what Jenny had in mind after graduating with a shiny degree in sequential art, though it may have been what was in everyone's expectations. As life overwhelmed her and her drawing hand withered away, Jenny made a promise to herself to stay in practice by drawing a new comic every single day. This first volume is a compilation of those comics. From dating and clubbing to trying to make it as an artist, follow along as Jenny chronicles her daily struggles, sorrows, joys, and WTFs in life. Okay, so, The Devil's Panties is witty and insightful. The semi-autobiographical angle allows for the reader to easily relate to the Jen character. In truth, she's basically an everywoman, a geek girl, that's uh that we all have inside us or uh, at least girls boys i guess be geek boy but you get my drift uh many of her adventures feel like old war stories passed around a kitchen table surrounded by old friends with their alcoholic beverage in hand the art in some instances is a touch rough but that adds to the overall relatability of the stories in my opinion and to be perfectly honest there are many more polished artists out there that lack that accessibility that breeden brings to her craft The character and photo reference pages at the back of the book allow the reader to see how real life influences the heightened comic strip life shown in the book. My only real criticism is that the games and footnotes at the end of the book feel unnecessary. They just feel like a a filler, and I I really don't see the reason why they're there. But for someone that's bored, I guess it'd be fun to mess around with. If Breeden's entire series is anything like this first volume, I'd definitely uh, check it out. The book is smart, carefree, and and pretty much alive. I'd give it a rating of uh, 4 out of 5 studded dog collars. Alright, so last time I basically introduced myself and gave you my limited geek manifesto. I also let you know about a segment that I like to call the streaming movie of the week. Last week, our movie choice was exam. For those that may not have watched it, there are only mild spoilers in this, so any big reveals are are not going to be shown here. So if you guys want to sit down and watch the movie after this review, feel free. Exam is described as a British psychological thriller that has a few recognizable stars with geek cred that I saw, such as Colin Salmon, which I mentioned in the first podcast, who you may know from an episode of Doctor Who called Silence in the Library, where he played a character called Dr. Moon. Uh, He's currently on the CW's Arrow television series as Walter Steele. You may also know Luke Mabley. He was Dylan Radcliffe on the Supernatural series The Gates and was also in the movie 28 Days Later. Uh, Another actress that I saw was Gemma Chan. 
She's been on Secret Diaries of a Call Girl. She played on an episode of Sherlock, I believe it was called The Blind Banker, playing a character, uh, Su Lin, or Su Lin Yao. And she's been in the IT crowd. Natalie Cox, you may not have seen her, but you have heard her voice. She's been in the Star Wars The Force Unleashed 1 and 2 games, playing a character called Juno Eclipse. And there are many others, but, uh, you know, thorough geek pedigree. But uh, if I mentioned all of them, we would be here all day. Now, the movie time frame is announced at the beginning as soon. So, my guess, near but not too distant future. The basic premise is that eight candidates enter a windowless exam room, but only one can leave with a much sought-after position. It's the equivalent of an employment Thunderdome movie. It reminds me strongly of a Hitchcock limited-setting film like Lifeboat. It's a single-set movie, with all the action taking place in the exam room that we see. Now, I could easily see this as being done as a stage play. The closest modern equivalent that I can think of is the first Saw movie, where about 90% of the major action happens in the underground bathroom. And even a, a touch psychologically, it reminds me a little of the movie Cube that came out in the 90s. Uh, as I said before, eight candidates enter a room that is comprised of a countdown clock set to 80 minutes, a two-way mirror, and eight small writing desks, each with a single sheet of paper and a pencil on it. The candidates are followed by the Invigilator, played by Colin Salmon, and an armed security guard. The Invigilator sets the ground rules of the exam. There are basically three of them. The candidates are there to answer one question within the 80-minute time frame. If anyone tries to communicate with the Invigilator or the guard in the room, they'll be disqualified. If anyone spoils their paper, accidentally or intentionally, they'll be disqualified. And finally, if anyone chooses to leave the room for any reason whatsoever, they will be disqualified. Once the invigilator sets down these basic rules, he starts the clock and leaves the room. The armed guard remains standing at attention near the door through the entire movie. All the candidates turn over their paper to begin and find that each one of their papers are blank. Now, to start the action off, one candidate is immediately removed from the room for spoiling her paper by writing on it. After this, the seven remaining candidates realize they aren't breaking rules by working together, and that's where the story really begins. And to keep everyone's anonymity, each person is given a nickname based off their physical appearance. Black, white, brown, blonde, brunette, dark, and one person is known as Death, which is due to the candidate's unwillingness to pay attention to the others in the room. From here on out, the dramatic coil is tightened more and more as we learn a little bit more about each candidate and the company in which they're trying to gain a position from. I actually really enjoyed this movie. As I said before, it reminds me strongly of Hitchcock's limited setting films like Lifeboat or Dial M for Murder or Rear Window. Or um, actually, maybe better still, to go a non-Hitchcock route, it reminds me a lot of Twelve Angry Men. The movie's clever and has good momentum. Uh, each person reveals who they are and what they're capable of. It really goes to show that the, the movies don't need multi-million dollar budgets or a ton of special effects to be really good. I just wish I had gotten the chance to see this on the big screen. All in all, I think I would give it about a 5 out of 5 exam papers. Currently, it's at Netflix Instant Watch, and I'd highly recommend anyone watching it. It's, it's really a good watch. You know, definitely popcorn eating and, and talking with your buddies kind of movie. Well, I think that's our show for today. 
as may as its may sixes come and gone that was the 15th anniversary of the big lebowski i was really hoping to have it as the streaming movie of the week unfortunately it's not available on netflix instant watch or on hulu so i've uh, decided the next streaming movie of the week is going to be 1985's clue and it stars a cavalcade of stars uh, such as tim curry christopher lloyd michael mckeon martin mull and a host of others it's currently available on netflix instant watch if anyone wants to sit down and share their thoughts about the movie or anything else for that matter the email is geekbriefs at live.com you can also contact me on the geek briefs twitter account which is at geek briefs or the geek briefs facebook page i was working on a tumblr but i had to shut it down due to some technical difficulties i may attempt to try my hand at it again if enough people ask for it but we'll see if you want to contact me personally through my tumblr uh, you can find me as stone gorgon so thanks again for listening guys take care and remember the dude abides Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. You know uh, that, or uh, his dudeness, or uh, Duder, or uh, you know El Duderino. If you're not into the whole brevity thing, are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Ah! Employed? You like sex, Mr. Lebowski? Is this your only ID? You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. Chuck Lebowski, the other Lebowski, the millionaire. I received this ransom note this morning. This is the bummer, man. They want you to take the money and act his courier. What do you mean, man? What the hell is this? My dirty undies, dude. The whites. Let's take that hill. Why should we settle for 20 grand when we can keep the entire million? I know you're mixed up in all this. Playing one side against the other in bed with everybody. Blah them. Huh? Fabulous stuff. What? Who's sitting on a million dollars? We want some money. Ah, sitting in the trunk of our car. Where's my damn money? Say, dude, where is your car? Who's got your undies, Walter? This is a very complicated case, Maude. You know, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Is this your homework, Larry? And I would like my undies back. A lot of uh, strands to keep in my head, man. Bro! Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? I like your style, dude. I have no choice but to tell these bums to do whatever is necessary to recover their money from you. They were Nazis, dude? They were nihilists, man. They kept saying they believed in nothing. You figured, oh, here's a loser, you know, uh, a deadbeat. Well, aren't you? Well, yeah. You cannot drag this negative energy into the tournament. Jeffrey. Bond. Love me. That's my robe. I'm throwing rocks tonight. It don't matter to Jesus. This could be a, a, a lot more a, a, a complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs>